0: Regiment, The young men started to share a flat together and were kept under the remote supervision of a cousin on their mother's side, Ilya Kolyazin, an important official. Their father returned to his division and to his wife, and only occasionally wrote to his sons, on large sheets of gray paper, scrawled over in an ornate, clerky handwriting. The bottom of these sheets was adorned with a scroll, enclosing the words, Peter Kursanov, Major General. In 1835, Nikolai Petrovich graduated from the university, and in the same year, General Kursanov was put on the retired list after an unsuccessful review and came with his wife to live in Petersburg. He was about to take a house in the Tavrachesky Gardens and had joined the English Club when he suddenly died of an apoplectic fit. Agafokala Kuzminisha soon followed him to the grave. She could not adapt herself to a dull life in the capital, and was consumed by the boredom of retirement from regimental existence. Meanwhile, Nikolai Petrovich, during his parents' lifetime, and much to their distress, had managed to fall in love with the daughter of his landlord, a petty official called Prepolovinsky. She was an attractive and, as they call it, well-educated girl. She used to read the serious articles in the science column of the newspapers. He married her as soon as the period of mourning for his parents was over, and leaving the civil service, where his father had secured him a post through patronage, he started to live very happily with his masha, first in a country villa near the Forestry Institute, afterwards in Petersburg in a pretty little flat with a clean staircase and a drafty drawing room, and finally in the country where he settled down, and where in due course his son— Arkady was born. Husband and wife lived well and peacefully. They were hardly ever separated. They read together. They sang and played duets together on the piano. She grew flowers and looked after the poultry yard. He busied himself with the estate, and sometimes hunted, while Arkady went on growing in the same happy and peaceful way. Ten years passed like a dream. Then in 1847, Kursanov's wife died. He hardly survived this blow and his hair turned gray in a few weeks. He was preparing to travel abroad, if possible to distract his thoughts, but then came the year 1848. He returned unwillingly to the country, and after a rather long period of inactivity he began to take an interest in improving his estate. In 1855, he brought his son to the university and spent three winters in Petersburg with him, hardly going out anywhere and trying to make acquaintance with Arcady's young comrades. The last winter he was unable to go, and here we see him, in May 1859, already entirely gray-haired, plump and rather bent, waiting for his son, who had just taken his university degree, as once he had taken it himself, the servant, from a feeling of propriety, and perhaps also because he was anxious to escape from his master's eye, had gone over to the gate and was smoking a pipe. Nikolai Petrovitch bowed his head and began to stare at the crumbling steps. A big mottled hen walked sedately towards him, treading firmly with its thick yellow legs. A dirty cat cast a disapproving look at him as she twisted herself coyly round the railing. The sun was scorching. A smell of hot rye bread was wafted from the dim entrance of the posting station. Nikolai Petrovich started musing. My son, a graduate, Arkasha, kept on turning round in his mind. He tried to think of something else, but the same thoughts returned. He remembered his dead wife. "'She did not live to see it,' he murmured sadly. A plump blue pigeon flew onto the road and hurriedly started to drink water from a puddle near the well. Nikolai Petrovich began to watch it, but his ear had already caught the sound of approaching wheels. "'It sounds as if they are coming, sir,' announced the servant, emerging from the gateway." Nikolai Petrovich jumped up and fixed his eyes on the road. A carriage appeared, with three posting horses abreast. Inside it he caught a glimpse of the band of a student's cap and the familiar outline of a dear face. Arkasha! Arkasha! cried Kirsanov, and he ran out into the road, waving his arms. A few moments later his lips were pressed to the beardless, dusty sunburned...